Our culture wants us to pretend that a boy can become a girl and a girl a boy. God created two genders, but culture confuses sex with gender. This is Bob Boyd. And Jerry Boyd. This is Issues in Education. God made people, either male or female, but creative, sensitive educators have blurred the distinction between boys and girls. The number of young people who identify as transgendered has increased dramatically. Three times as many kids under age 17 are saying they're not the same gender they were born. The Biden administration, through the Department of Education, wants to force schools to allow biological boys and men to participate in women's sports and to use the women's bathrooms and locker rooms, or they'll lose federal funding if they don't comply with this new Title IX regulation. The Fairfax County School Board in Virginia has voted to criminalize those who call a transgendered student by the wrong gender. In other words, if a boy pretends to be a girl, you're required to pretend along with him or be criminalized. In the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator Josh Hawley asked Berkeley professor Dr. Kahira Bridges, Dr. Bridges, you referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? And Dr. Bridges says there are cis women, cis women. What is cis women? Cis women or CIS women means that their gender identity is the same as their sex at birth. Professor Bridges, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Dr. Bridges says there are cis women, which means they're the same gender now that they were born with. In other words, they're women. There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, We it's, can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, I so your view is is that the core of this this right then is about what? I want to recognize that your line of questioning is transphobic, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important... Because of my line of questioning? Because... So we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist... I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies? Do you believe that men can get pregnant? No, I don't think... (laughs) So you are denying that trans people exist? And that leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Or are they also treated like this? No, no, no. They're they're told that they're opening up people to violence We have a good time in my class, you should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I've learned a you, lot just I know. this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. So, trans men are women who are pretending to be men, and trans men can get pregnant because they're really women. Right. Men don't have a womb. So they can't get pregnant. It's women who dress up like men and have real short hair. I've seen people out there that I can't tell if they're a man or a woman. But then I realize I think that's a woman who looks like a man. Yeah. Here is the modern Democrat Party today. You have to say that men can get pregnant. And if you don't say it, then you are a bigot. You are responsible for violence. For today's Democrat leaders... It's not only not a fact, it is religion to them that you affirm 
that men can get pregnant, and if you don't say it, then you are responsible for violence. I mean, this is their line. These are the same Democrat leaders who want to force young women to compete against biological men in girls sports. Now we know why. For all the parents out there like, why in the world do all of these Democrats want to eliminate girls sports? Now you know why. They don't believe there is any such thing as a woman. And they think that if a biological man wants to claim to be a woman, hey, that's fine. And we all have to accept it or else we're bigoted and violent. It's just crazy. What parent wants her daughter to compete with men in sports? Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't have any parents who say, yeah, I want my young girl, I want her to have to play against biological males. I want them to be in her locker room. I want them to be in, in her safe spaces. I thought the left was all about safe spaces, but not for women, not anymore. Nobody supports this agenda. 2% of the population, maybe, it's craziness, and insist that we all affirm it. It's not just that it's their opinion. I mean, sure, you can have whatever opinion you want, but to insist that we have to agree that women should play men's sports, we have to agree that men can get pregnant or else we are predators. I mean, that's just insane. A student at Portland State University in Oregon condescendingly tells us that the transgender movement is very new, and she knows it's hard for us older folks <laughs> to understand this because it's nonsense, but she tries to explain it to us and her parents who are in their 60s. This is all very new, I understand. Like, my parents are in their 60s. They've had a really hard time understanding. So I've had to explain this to a lot of people. When you say there are only two genders, those two genders are just social constructs that we've made up because you were assigned a male at birth. The idea of there being only two genders is a social construct because we have this idea of assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth. Now, I'm non-binary, that's something that I have learned about myself over the last six, seven years. After I was a teenager, I learned about sociology, I learned about gender as a social contract, but I don't fit into the box. My gender is completely whatever I feel like in the moment. I'm not just one solid thing. Sexuality, gender, these are all social constructs that we've created within our society, our binary society, where we've decided there's only male or female, so many people don't fit into that. And like, why do you feel like you're a man? Because you've been socialized to believe these things are associated with being a man. These things are associated with being a woman. There's only two boxes. But you don't have to conform to that. That's just what society has told you from birth. Older, rational people believe that there are only two genders. But she has been taught that there are a lot more than just two genders. The truth is that God made us male and female. But this generation thinks they know so much better. That's right. Some people are educated beyond their intelligence. <laughs> Parents, do you want your child to learn to explore their gender? To come home from school and tell you that she's a boy? Or just get on with their life? Get beyond this and get into things that really matter. Where did all this gender confusion come from? Dr. Michelle Forcier is a pediatrician who does abortions for Planned Parenthood, and she looks at, quote, reproductive justice, whatever that is. In the documentary, What is a Woman?, Matt Walsh asks Dr. Michelle Forcier, at what age can a child first be transitioned into another gender from what they were born? 
My name is Michelle Forcier, and I have a medical degree from University of Connecticut Residency, University of Utah Pediatrics, and I've worked for a number of different Planned Parenthoods for 20 years. I do advanced contraception and abortion, as well as gender hormones and, and reproductive justice. At what age can a child first transition into another gender or different from how they were born? Some children, they're figuring out their gender identity is not necessarily congruent with their sex assigned at birth. When the doctor says this is a male, has the sex of male, that's an arbitrary distinction. Telling that family that your child is absolutely 100% male identified no matter what else occurs in their life, that's not correct. Medical affirmation begins when the patient says they're ready for it. So that could be a kiddo who is just starting puberty and panicking because they're getting breast buds. They're worried about all kinds of masculine changes. And that way, puberty blockers, which are completely reversible, don't have permanent effects, are wonderful because we can put that pause on puberty and we stop the blockers and puberty would go right back to where it was. Medical affirmation. What it is is using hormones or surgery to mutilate a young body. She says that puberty blockers put a pause on puberty so their body can go back in time to where it was before. But filmmaker Matt Walsh asks a transitional woman who tried using puberty blockers discovered it didn't work that way. Scott Nugent is a mother of three children who transitioned to try to become a man. You can just pause puberty. No, you can't. And then pick it up. No, you can't. For the future. No, you can't. How many studies do they have, long-term studies, on hormone blockers with children? None. I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male through synthetic hormones and surgery. I will never be a man. Is it transphobic for me to tell the truth? Why is it that a couple hundred years from now, if you dug up my body, they're going to go, yep, that was a woman, had babies, I've had seven surgeries. Nobody would help me, including the doctor that did this to me because I lost my insurance. I get infections every three to four months. I'm probably not going to live very long. We have studies that said that medical transition helps mental health, helps mental health with kids. They've all been retracted. But the only long-term study tells us seven to ten years is when transgender people are the most suicidal after surgery we have five children's hospitals in the united states telling girls that they can be boys at seventy thousand dollars a pop in a surgery that has a 67 percent complication rate we're butchering a generation of children because nobody's willing to talk about anything i have three kids at the age that they're doing this to kids I love my kids, and I love other people's kids, and you should too. This is wrong. Do you think kids are capable of consenting to this? No, they're not. Being a parent is loving the hell out of your kids and helping them see around corners. Every child that they convince is transgender and in need of medical transition, it generates $1.3 million to pharma. Lupron, hormone blockers, reversible, so they say. Well, the truth is, is that in 2003, Lupron was sued and deemed a criminal enterprise by the U.S. government. They paid the most fine of any pharmaceutical company at that time, $874 million, wrote a check. Is Lupron 
chemical castration. Yes, we're giving it to pedophiles, aren't we? And we're giving it to kids telling them that they were born in the wrong body and it's completely safe. Scott Nugent transitioned from woman to man and says it was a big mistake. She says we're butchering a generation of children. Children are children who may be confused about what or who they are, but they're being negatively influenced by adults and teachers who say that if you're a girl who has masculine traits, you may be a boy inside a girl's body. Maybe you should get your body fixed to match your gender identity. Dr. Miriam Grossman is an adolescent and adult psychiatrist who has done a lot of work in child psychiatry, and she says a person's sex, male or female, is based on chromosomes, not mindset. But gender has become based on subjective feelings. Kids that never had any discomfort or dysphoria, as it's now called, with their biological sex, and then quite suddenly, as preteens or as adolescents, they come out and they start to question their sex. Sex is based on chromosomes. 99.999% of the cells in the body are marked either male or female. Gender, on the other hand, is a perception. It's a feeling. It's a way of identifying. That's subjective. It's unspeakable what these people have done to our children. A young person's self-perception, one day they may be clear, the next day they may be totally confused and not sure, and you're affirming it with hormones that have never been used in this way. I just spoke with a mother whose 14-year-old daughter was put on blockers. They discovered after two years, this 14-year-old girl has osteoporosis. That's something that like old women get. How can they be removing the healthy breasts of 15-year-old girls? How can they be sterilizing kids? Dr. Grossman told us about a 14-year-old girl put on puberty blockers and she got osteoporosis at age 14. But what about those who say that if we don't transition them according to what they want, they might try to kill themselves? A lot of them were suicidal before they even discovered gender. That is never part of the discussion. And they say, what would you rather have, a living daughter or a dead son? If this is what the professionals are saying, it's terrible emotional blackmail. It's emotional blackmail to scare parents into going along with a confused child who says they need hormones or surgery or else they're going to commit suicide. But suicide may become a reality after surgery. What about the U.S. Department of Education requiring schools to comply with civil rights law Title IX, prohibiting discrimination based on gender identity? That would force schools to allow young men who say they are women to compete in girls' sports. Here's an athlete who trains so hard, daily workouts, diets, practice, over and over, only to lose to a man who has so much more strength and speed and abilities. The two transgender athletes took off flying and left all of us girls in the dust. Throughout all four years of high school, I was forced to compete against biological males. I only competed against them in the sprinting events. But I raced against these athletes over a dozen times throughout the years, and every single time I lost. They beat me out by 20 meters out of medals. I missed out on qualifying for New England's, and if they were not there, I would have been able to qualify. So I missed out on so much throughout my high school career. 
between the two of them, they won every single event they competed in. It is so frustrating and heartbreaking because we elite female athletes train so hard to shave just fractions of a second off of our time. And going into races knowing that we will never be able to win. After so many losses, it just gets to the point of why am I even doing this? Why am I keep training so hard and sacrificing so much just to place third and beyond? Is this the end of women's sports in a few years? I would not be surprised in a few years. There will no longer be women's sports. It will literally be men's sports and transgender sports. She says no more women's sports, just transgendered and men's sports. Sarah Stockton is a clinical supervisor, psychologist, who has a large percentage of her clients who are transgendered. Once a person identifies as transgendered, they take hormones and sometimes surgery. Now it is you identify, you take hormones, you do surgery. There isn't any other pathways. If one of two parents wants to affirm a child's gender ID and the other one doesn't, who wins? The one who wants to affirm. Every time? Every single time. The goal is to get the parents to affirm the kid. Does anyone explain to the kids the long-term consequences of hormones and puberty blockers? I don't think they're explaining it to the kids. So that has frightened me that we're even talking to the kids about it. We're presenting it in schools. I would say 80% of my clients were trans. She says 80% of her clients were transgendered. But what about parents who want to bring in reality to their child? One father in Canada used the wrong pronoun when he referred to his daughter as a she instead of a he, and he went to jail for that. It's considered criminal violence to not use the preferred pronouns. It's no different than, let's say, I were to take a broomstick and whack one of my kids over the head. So they were treating it in a similar fashion that misgendering, mispronouning my child was the equivalent of family violence. Is she on the male hormones now? She is. The court ordered that she could do whatever she wanted. Jail for calling his daughter a she instead of pretending along with her that she's a he. That's crazy. It is crazy. Dr. Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist and author who says there are masculine girls and feminine boys. People who talk about the diversity in gender are actually talking about diversity in personality and temperament. You can have a masculine temperament if you're a woman. Maybe one in ten women have the average temperament of a man. And you can have feminine men. There are masculine girls. There are feminine boys. What are we going to do about that? Carve them up? You step wrong as a therapist, you say the wrong thing once and like your bloody career is over. And now it's the same with physicians. How's that going to work? You're going to go have an honest conversation with your physician when he's terrified out of his mind that he'll say something politically incorrect during the diagnostic processes. Hey man, you're sick with whatever you want to be. See you later. Therapists and physicians are intimidated. If they don't want to talk the party line, they could be punished. They could lose their license. So they just go along with it. Why do so many adults, professionals, and teachers go along with this insanity? Jordan Peterson, why does truth matter? Matters for those who are getting double mastectomies when they're 16. I cared because my government decided that I had to call people by the terms that they designated or I'd be subject to legal penalties. I'm not doing that. I don't care what your reason is. You don't get control of my tongue. He won't be forced to call a girl a boy and vice versa. Dr. Deborah So, author of The End of Gender, says transgender activists will ruin anyone who speaks out against the lie. There's a really ugly history between sex researchers and transgender activists. Any sex researcher spoke out about science that went against 
activist orthodoxy or particular narratives that activists wanted to promote, they would basically have their personal and professional reputations ruined. So what you see is that only experts who toe the party line and say the things that activists like, those are the people who get attention, those are the people who get lifted up in the media. And also I would say people are incentivized to go along with the activist narratives because that helps their career. Matt Walsh, who's the filmmaker of What is a Woman, spoke out boldly to the Loudoun County, Virginia School Board, but he had to overcome many obstacles the board used to try to silence him. I would thank you all for allowing me to speak to you tonight, but you tried not to allow it, yet here I am. You are all child abusers. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, a cult which holds many fanatical views, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys, you deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental too, which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. I can see why you try to stop us from speaking. You know that your ideas are indefensible. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. You can only hide under your beds like pathetic little gutless cowards hoping we shut up and go away. But we won't. I promise you that. If education isn't grounded in truth, that boys are really boys and girls are actually girls, then it's educational poison, as Matt Walsh says, and damaging to children and their future. Demanding young girls share their locker rooms with boys is criminal. Matt Walsh wrote a clever spoof, a satire, called Johnny the Walrus, where a boy pretends to be a walrus and his mother goes right along with it. Johnny's a boy with a big imagination. Johnny's mom loves her son's make-believe time. You're Johnny the Walrus till you change your mind. And he likes to pretend to be different things, and one day he pretends to be a walrus. And unfortunately, his mother is very progressive and thus confused, and so she's convinced by the internet and by society that if your child is identifying as something, then he really is that thing. And so she tries to raise her child as a walrus, as a sort of trans walrus, respecting his self-identity. One morning, he came downstairs barking and clapping. Wood spoons for tusks and sock fins a flapping. He had spoons in his mouth. He was pretending to be a walrus. I'm Johnny the walrus, he said with a roar. The only problem was Johnny wasn't a walrus, <laughs> but a little boy playing a make-believe walrus. The problem is when adults make-believe that some boys are girls and some girls pretend to be boys. There have always been tomboys, masculine girls, and there's always been feminine boys. But they'll always be just what they were at birth. Pretending does not change anything. Here's Matt Walsh in a debate with some transgendered people on the Dr. Phil TV show. The transgendered people had trouble defining what a woman was. As human beings, we have a sex, male or female. You can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade. You don't get your own pronouns. It's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. Whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. Well, this is one of the problems with this lesson left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words means. Like, what is a woman? Can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. It includes people who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. What is that? Each woman is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. That, that, so you that's want to the reduce problem. women down to maybe just their chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You want to do is that's what what, you, what you want to do is appropriate womanhood okay. and turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. They are conflating gender and sex because on one hand they say, well, you got your biological sex, but then your gender is whatever is social construct. 
But then they turn around and say that trans women are women. So a man who identifies with the the social construct of womanhood actually is a woman. I care about the truth. So basic truth matters. I want to live in a society where people care about the truth. I care about children. These insane ideas about gender are being foist on kids. That bothers me quite a bit. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. Matt Walsh cares about the truth, and he says that we're either male or female, and he won't be forced to pretend. He's not going to change his language to fit their charade. 23-year-old Helena Kirshner transitioned and then detransitioned again back to being a girl. She warns how dangerous it is for adults, teachers, and professionals to lie to impressionable children and teens. Devastating to, especially from a young age, be lied to by adults at school and by medical professionals and told that your body is wrong, you need to change it, you need to get hormones, you need to get surgeries. That's devastating for a young person. When you go on a cross-sex hormone, like that's going to give you not just just physical changes but psychological experiences that you can't just act like they never happened especially with surgeries you know a breast implant after a mastectomy is not the same thing as never having your breast taken off in the first place so there's a lot of young women who are going through that who had a double mastectomy at 16 17 18 years old or even younger that happens parents do you want your child to come home and tell you they're exploring their gender identity Or just get on with their life and become educated and focus on what they want to do with their lives. From the beginning of time, God created just two sexes, not transitional species. No hominoids, no half male and half female. That's right. But Satan and the left wants confusion and chaos to obliterate the biblical distinctions that boys become men and girls become women. But the left denies the God-given differences between men and women, and they reject God's created order, which made civilization possible. As Paul wrote in Second Thessalonians 2.11, For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. If you would like a CD copy of today's program, please ask for number 1794, Is Sex Different Than Gender? That's number 1794, Is Sex Different Than Gender? You can order a CD copy of this program from our website. Our website is issuesineducation.org. That's issuesineducation.org. Please give us a call at 928 776 Zero 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 zero. That's nine two eight seven seven six zero 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 zero. From Matthew nineteen verse four. Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female? For issues in education, this has been Bob and Jerry Boyd. <laughs> 